Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, and that's Doug. Dude, I'm going to see Star Wars this dude, afternoon. Very good, dude. Yeah, and, and the only good news we'll discuss on the podcast today. <laughs> right. I'm excited about that. I rewatched uh, the 2017 one. What was that? That was The Last Jedi. I watched rewatched it last night. Nice. Dude, I'm excited to see the new one. Uh, when are you going to see the new Star Wars, dude? Uh, I'll get back to you. Ah, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm a little behind. Okay, well... Uh, Dude, speaking of Star Wars, have you seen any of the video footage of the new Star Wars ride? I have not. Dude, this may even inspire you, the the Grinch of fun, to, <laughs> to go back I enjoy to fun. Disneyland. You, what do you enjoy to do for fun? You don't like to do go to Disneyland? Uh, may, maybe Disneyland is not necessarily my thing, but I do lots What's of other fun What's fun for things? you, making an Excel uh, data sheet? May, maybe. <laughs> Maybe, dude, but you know, actually, the I did a very detailed analysis of the Sharks' last ten games. Oh, and I've come to the educated and reasoned conclusion that they suck. Oh, good, great. Well, I cannot wait to go over that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure that the deep data dive is yeah. uh, going to be thrilling, dude. Well, let's jump right into it, dude. Uh, we're five games into the. Bob Bugner era of uh, the San Jose Sharks uh, I, and uh, on the standings it's not going well <laughs> one and four I would say that there are some positive things to, to take away uh, some interesting uh, choices but um, uh, but still not good in terms of wins and losses and the Sharks find themselves at the bottom of of the Pacific Division, the bottom of the Western Conference, and they are the third worst team tied with the Ottawa Senators in the NHL, only with the butthole of the NHL, Detroit and New Jersey below them. Dude, yeah, we have reached an epic low point. We have, especially an unexpected one, right? I mean, there's been plenty of times in the past where the Sharks have not been great, missed the playoffs, but this is a, a pretty fast fall from grace for the sharks and uh i know that our listeners that have athletic subscriptions uh undoubtedly read the recent kevin kerr's article which is the evidence is mounting that the sharks are one of the worst teams in the nhl and certainly their record now reflects that for sure they have the worst goal differential in the western conference and uh they are just losing every night and they are losing in the third period, which is even more frustrating. Yeah, I would say um, that all of the games of the Bob Bugner era have been competitive, right? And and on the final score sheet, it may not look that way because there's been a lot of empty net goals mm-hmm. or uh, a lot of late game surges by the other team. But the Sharks are not playing a 60-minute game. No, you know, uh, And you're right, the, and the Kerr's article reflects that. Um, and we can, you can, the casual fan can see that, that, you know, the sharks, uh, you know, for, let's go back, dude, let's go back in time here, uh, do, do we have to, to the Bugner, uh, 
debut here against the New York Rangers. The Sharks led that game 3-2. Yep. And they lost that game (laughs) 6-3. And it all happened in the third period. Yep. A total meltdown. A really, uh, uh, you know, bad overall team defense plus uh, terrible third period goaltending from Martin Jones. Uh, Another, you know, bad performance in a long line of recent bad performances from him. And the Sharks lose that game. Okay, so uh, you go, okay, nothing much has changed. You look at the second game, the Vancouver game, right? The one win. Uh, The one win. Uh, which was also uh, 4-2. It doesn't really reflect how close that game was. I mean, that was a uh, a 3-1 game until then the Sharks gave up an, uh, a goal very late in that game to make it 3-2, and then they got an empty netter. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But a win and a good performance by Aaron Dell, who made some really high-quality saves in that game. Yep. And from there, you know, you... you you see Bugner basically declare we're going with Dell. Right. Which I applaud him for that. Absolutely. Cuz I don't think Pete DeBoer was willing to make that make that call. One of the one of the few brighter spots, I can't even say it's a bright spot since the Sharks have been playing so poorly is that Bugner says this job is up for grabs. It's not about how many years you got in your contract or how much you're getting paid. We're putting the best goalie in there. And this whole Martin Jones has tenure as number one goalie. I think I was never a fan of it. I know you weren't. And I'm glad Bob Bugner put it out there for everyone to, sh- to see. And, and certainly we're not the first nor the last to point out the fact that Martin Jones seems to play better uh, when he's being pushed. And also, I think Kurz recently posted a stat that he had a really good streak after he was rested for a week or so uh, last year. Uh, season, I think he had, you know, gave up two goals or less against in four straight games after he took a week off. So, you know, this seems to be at least a goaltending tandem that that needs to be played uh, consistently, both players, as opposed to just riding the one guy for 70 games and the other guy gets scraps the second half of a back to back or what have you. It's it's time to open this thing up. And, and as we talked about, I think. Uh, it's getting more and more likely all the time that this might be an open job, if not later this season for other players, uh, next season for sure, because that is by far the most glaring weakness of this team at the moment. We jump ahead here to the third game, which was the Taylor Hall debut for the Arizona Coyotes. We'll talk about that trade maybe uh, in a little bit, but Arizona at the top of the Pacific and going for it. I mean, they're yeah. they're pushing it in and actually... Uh, didn't give up a King's ransom to get Taylor Hall, you know, um, well, I don't know. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but, uh, yeah. Taylor Hall makes an immediate impact on that team. Uh, but a close game, you mm-hmm. know, uh, that, that was a, a, uh, a close game, dude. And the thing that just made me totally bonkers, you were mental. After I this couldn't game. believe that the sharks had a six on three. Yeah. And it was the worst. It might have been the worst, most pathetic power play I've ever seen. Yeah. It was so disgusting, barf-tastic, bag of <laughs> old moldy uh, ass. It was terrible. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I was screaming, screaming. Right. Scaring the neighbors. No, dude. I don't know how any Sharks fan couldn't. I was beside myself. How do you not score there? 
they gave you they gave they were giving you the tying opportunity i'll, I'll settle for decent possession which they couldn't even get they couldn't even get a shot <laughs> it was so bad i was mortified yeah and it embarrassing just sums up yeah the whole thing yeah like that sums up the whole thing how can you have that much talent on the team and look so lost they just looked so lost they didn't know what to do mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know dude yeah but a very low they point. deserved to lose that game based upon the fact that they could not even muster a, a quality scoring chance in a massive advantage yeah oh my god one of the lowest points of the season for sure the uh, to me it was the lowest because and worse than losing those games on the road trip by massive amounts mm -hmm. that just showed me they, they just don't have any concept of, of how to play together yeah right yeah. now no concept when they had the, you know when you look think back to what they did in the playoff series when Pavelski went out in game 7 and they scored all those goals boom 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 like that where is that yeah what happened cuz you can't say it's Pavelski cuz he wasn't there he wasn't playing <laughs> he wasn't on the ice he wasn't right? playing yep where is that they just it was mind boggling yeah yeah so that was frustrating, but they were in that game against the Pacific Division leader. They were in that game. They had every chance to tie and win that game. Kemper was playing great in that game. He did. Uh, Dell was fine. Like, mm -hmm. statistically, he wasn't challenged that much. I mean, I think he had 17, 18 shots. Mm -hmm. So, you know, statistically, not a great night. But, you Again. know, um, but not, I, I didn't watch it going that was terrible you right know? it wasn't just one of those loser outings where you're just the sharks were never in it they were in it yeah and they were in the next game too against st louis they yeah. were in that game they were in too. that game too and again and yeah again third period meltdown total total meltdown makes alex peter uh, peter angelo look like bobby Orr. <laughs> pick in the corner i've looked at that goal a few times and Jones is visibly leaning to the short side. I mean, he's he's daring Peter Angelo to shoot far side, which he did and scored. It's like, really? I, you can't you can't tip your hand like that, man. I mean, even even I would have shot far side there. I mean, Jones is like practically like had his left arm on his left knee. He was waiting for it, and just uh, that's, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a. I mean, is a, a high quality shot basically off the bar, like a bar down type of shot. But still, it's not a, a goal that any goaltender at the NHL level would feel okay about. He had, it was top of the circle. He could see it. It wasn't straight on. There wasn't a huge amount of net to shoot at. And Jones just misplayed it. He was just in the wrong spot. The first goal to right through the five hole. I mean, just right through the 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 gaping tunnel, right. you know? Uh, so two bad goals and the second goal, the Schwartz goal, Eric Carlson, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's <laughs> yeah. facing the complete wrong way. Yeah, yeah. He was he was defending the Casper, the imaginary blue. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was so bizarre. Yeah. He was he he was facing the you know, it was a gift to Jaden Schwartz was like standing right behind him, like, looky loo, I'm right here, Carlson, the wrong way. Come on, dude. Yeah. Like just unreal. 
Like you look at stuff like that, you go, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And even so, they were in that game. I mean, that was a 2-2 game going into the third. Yep. Peter Angelo scores. It's 3-2. They're still in the game, and the 5-2 score doesn't really indicate how close that game was. I mean, right. there were two empty netters at the end of the game. Okay? So, yeah. It, it, improvement? Sure. Martin Jones, still not good? Yeah, still not good. Still not good. No, still not good. So, another loss. Not awful, but not good. Yeah. You know, I mean, so you, these games, they played two best, the two best teams in the Western Conference, and they were in both those games. Yeah. So if you're looking for silver lining, they were in both those games. When yeah. they played those good teams on the road trip, they got housed every time. They got completely housed. Yep. Okay. So let's jump to last night, the latest nightmare. All right. <laughs> uh, again, Sharks in the game. Yep. It's. It, it, with, tied, it, tied in the third period. Tied in the third period. 12 minutes left. It's tied. Shea Theodore. Hello. Yeah. You know. March or so. Thank you. The, late in the game. Yep. Late in the game. Another late goal. Another late goal. And there they go. You know, Aaron Dell uh, played well. He, he had a 919 save percentage. He made 34 saves on 37 shots. I thought he made some really big, fun, acrobatic saves. If Martin Jones had played the game, he probably would have been six to one. Yeah. You know, Dell is clearly playing better right now. Yeah. But yeah. the Sharks in front of him, not good enough. Carlson of Vlasic, minus two. Right? It's just... God, I mean, it, dude, it's... it's you, you know, Kurz posted last night on Twitter this. Patrick Marlowe, zero points in his last 10 games. Goodrow, zero goals in his last 15 games. I think we need to stop talking about how great Barkley Goodrow is on the top three lines. Yeah. We need to stop talking about it. Has he had a good start to the season? Yes, but he doesn't belong up there. Yeah, He's miscast as a top nine forward. I'm sorry. Kevin LeBanc, one goal in his last 15 games. Sorensen, one goal, last 13 games. Joe Thornton, no goals all, year. all season. Yeah. And he missed one last night. Yeah. He missed a clear breakaway. Dude! It's Two just... assists in his last seven games. Although he picked up an assist. There was a pretty nice assist on uh, this week. can't remember what game it was. Got the puck to hurdle. I can't remember which game that was. Uh, Timo Meyer, two goals last nine games. Evander Kane, two goals in his last 17 games, dude. Yeah. And he picked up an empty netter this week. That didn't count. <laughs> Eric Carlson, zero goals in his last 12 games. Plus, he's defending imaginary people. <laughs> Brent Go Burns, one goal in his last 17 games. Kevin Gers writes, other than that, things are great. <laughs> yeah. And then someone tweeted at him, you forgot the goalies. And he wrote back, they also have no goals. <laughs> that was really fun. Um, dude, I mean, it, it, when the Sharks were playing well, this is not rocket science, right? Yeah, when the yeah. Sharks are playing well, their best players were playing well. Yeah. Right, and now everybody's and now playing. everybody's playing horrible, and they're playing horrible. Yeah, this is uh, not looking so good. This whole—I uh, wouldn't say the the Bob Bugner experiment is—it uh, certainly the first results are not yielding very well. Well, the it, thing is, is that you look at the—you know—you hear about the new coach bump, right? Yeah. And it happened in Calgary. Mm -hmm. It <laughs> Dallas. I mean, still a bizarre situation there. We don't really know what happened, but they've been playing well. Right. 
happened in Toronto. They're having a good time in Dallas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, they they they've been they they responded well initially, right? Yeah. Right, but um, Toronto has kind of turned their season around since firing Babcock. Carolina has turned their season around. They've gone seven and three in their last ten since getting rid of Bill Peters. And the Sharks, since, you know, you expect them to respond. I mean, what does this say about this team? That they didn't respond like a team normally does when the coach gets fired. What, is, right. what does that say to you, dude? It's it's hard not to go full apocalyptic, like the road man and the boy and the ash in the air. I mean, this it looks bad, right? It looks like this is a team that is constructed extremely poorly looks like this is a team that has all the wrong pieces and the pieces that they do have aren't fitting together. Plus, this is a team that does not have next year's number one draft pick and they have a terrible salary cap situation. I mean, this looks... If you want to take the the worst possible perspective on it, this looks like a team... It's way too early, but this looks like a team that you need to burn to the ground and start over because... You can't. And, well, you can. You, you Well... You can, but you'd you'd be selling off. Yeah. And who's going to want any of these players at these contract prices given their current production? I I don't think any team is going to look at some of these players and say, "Yep, he's definitely going to be producing like that for the rest of his career." That's the that's the that's the upside, right? But you're not going to get anywhere near or close no. any sort of no, you're actual not. value for the majority of these players. I I give you that. That's 100% true. It's just it, it looks bad, and it, it's funny how how quickly this has gone off a cliff. I mean, at this point, uh, I, I would tell Doug Wilson not to buy any new bananas because, <laughs> you know, honestly, if at the end of the season the Sharks team is this bad, I, I think you have to make a, a good point that this team is constructed poorly. They've not given themselves any flexibility to change anything. They've signed all these players to long-term deals. They have no movement contracts. There's nothing you can do. I mean, he pushed his chips in. He made the big bet. And right now, it looks like the bet is not paying off even close. But even as bad as it is, dude. Well, hold on. It's bad. It is bad. No, so there... Yeah, no, it, I, I was looking at the... Uh, one of the wrong numbers here. Yeah, no, they, they've fallen completely out of striking distance. I was trying to talk myself into the fact that maybe they could get back into playoff position. They are nine points yeah. out of playoff They're 10 position. 10 points out. Yeah. They're, they are, it, it's, you know, it's not, it's not completely too late, but it's getting darn close. We are almost at the halfway point and they have dug themselves such a giant hole that, you know, it, it seems nearly yeah improbable that they're going to be able to come out of this because you look at the teams that are ahead of them Arizona they are positioned for a playoff run by adding Taylor Hall Vegas is is not going to fall out of a playoff spot they're too good mm-hmm. Edmonton I don't believe in them and they're late you know they've been sliding as of late and I could definitely see them falling out of the playoff spot Calgary seems to have figured it out all right uh, St. Louis is damn good. Colorado, damn good. You know, Winnipeg, they're, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're winning. All right. So I, I still, I'm not ready to give them a playoff spot. Dallas, they're going to be in the playoffs. Nashville, they're going to be in the playoffs. So who's going to fall out? That's one spot. Right. Right. Yeah. Are the Sharks better than Winnipeg? 
Are they better than Minnesota, who's sniffing around, you know, playoff position? Are they better than Vancouver, Vancouver right now? Vancouver, yeah. I mean, I, I think They're you can not. make a case. Not right now, but 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 should they be? Yeah, they should be. But that's a long way to climb up at this point. That's right. It's. I think, you know, you were hoping that maybe the Sharks on this homestand might be able to plant their flag and say... New coach, new attitude. We got to work harder. We got to hold each other accountable. This is this is not a lost season. And instead, they've dropped four or five. 10 of 13, 9 of 10 or something. Yeah, it's it's really, really bad. I mean, they got a couple of easier games. They're playing LA next, and they're playing Detroit before New Year's. But still, it's this isn't one of those things where even if the Sharks went 5-0, and it's not like all the other teams were standing still even if they get 10 out of 10 points which is the the margin of, to to get to the playoffs no other team's going to go 0 and 5 they're still not going to make up the time and then you're looking at some some tougher games in January and February so yeah this is uh it, it's hard to not say it's a lost season but they're going to have to figure it out in the next 2 weeks we're going to have to see not only the Sharks being in games, but we need to see the Sharks winning games because this whole like moral victory stuff isn't going to count anymore. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't count now. Yeah. I think the thing that is, you know, is disheartening is that, like you said, the Sharks are, are boxed into a corner here with their roster and that you don't typically see players with several years left on their deals moved in season like those types of trades don't typically happen in season and that's the kind of stuff that the sharks have here right i mean the sharks have you know uh brendan dillon coming up on a unrestricted deal you have kevin lebank who's you know i mean how how can you you mean what a what a stinker bomb decision for him (laughs) i mean i i give him props for trying but yeah it doesn't it's not really paying off here um, I mean, he gambled yes. on himself and uh, did not choose wisely. I mean, although no. you look at his course, he's, he's the best player on the team. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know. I mean, is he just completely completely snake bit on the stat sheet? Do you pull up? What, what's his regular stats look like? Yeah. I mean, I know one goal in his last 15 games. I mean, how bad are his... He has 19 points in 38 games. I mean, minus 19. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, wow. Right? But I guess even with as bad of a year as it is, he's still a 40-point forward who's 24 years old that other teams might look at as cheap, a cheap gamble. Sure. Right? Like, <laughs> but but like you're looking at that, those are the two movable pieces here, right? Yeah. And like... <laughs> And neither one of which you want to move because their contract situation is actually somewhat favorable to the Sharks. Well, but not really because you're going to have to commit. You're, yeah. What are you going to do with these two players in the offseason? I have no are, idea. Are you going to commit long-term deals to to both of these players? You can't. You can't. I don't know. Well, I don't know how you can. Yeah. I mean, I like Brendan Dillon. I really like And Brendan I don't think Dillon. that he's the problem, but... I mean, I've noticed. I noticed in the game last night, like there was a around the net, like he he seems to be sort of like 
I don't know when you when you you see these nature documentaries where animals adapt to their surroundings. I feel like he has adapted to the softness yeah. of some of the other players on the ice. Like they, he used to just level people, right? right? Yeah, that's that's almost evaporated from his game. I don't know. Maybe he's just so mortified to make a mistake. Maybe because he's surrounded by mistake makers. Yeah, you know, it could be. I mean, this is a guy who, when we got him, was like our sixth defenseman. Yeah. I know what he's our number two. I mean, he's playing way out of character, right? I think like that might not be what he is. You want to give him six million dollars, five million dollars? No, thanks. I don't think that you can. I mean, and I mean, it, did the Sharks make a massive mistake by choosing Eric Carlson over Pavelski, Braun, and Donskoy, and those three players who you probably could have had? for the price-ish of Carlson. Was that a huge error? It's hard not to think that now. It's hard not to think that now, but ask in a couple years. Because right? you lost three regular NHL contributors for one. And when you put it that way, it's it's hard to it's hard to say. Let me look at Pavelski's stats here. I mean, he's got 16 points, dude. He's not having a great year. You're right. And, he's and, not. And it's not like... I mean, I hate to say it, and we love Joe Pavelski, but it's not like he's going to be better. Start getting better here. He's thirty-five years no, old. No, you're already. right. You're right. I mean, I, I, but, but this, this choice to go in a different direction with the team, right? To bring in essentially, you know, they've brought in two new guys in Kane and Carlson to become more of the faces of this team. And it hasn't worked out. Like I mean, it, yeah. I mean, uh, this year, <laughs> it definitely hasn't. And I don't know. Is too <laughs> much of a personality change? I I don't know. Like I I, it's hard not to look at that decision now. It's hard not to second guess and it. go. Yeah. Oh boy, maybe that was the wrong move, right? Maybe that was the wrong decision to go down that road with by dedicating that much term and dollars to a player who has not been a part of this team and culture and i mean i i, I don't know that that's the problem but it's hard not to connect that the two things mm -hmm. the carlson era hasn't been a disaster <laughs> yeah. like with yeah. him being the face of the team, which is what he is. I mean, he's the most he's the most high profile player on this team. That's right. Highest paid, and the team has responded how terribly. Yeah, yeah. So again, I I, I don't know. I have no idea if that has anything to do with it. But it's hard not to. It's hard not to think that. Think that and go. Ugh. Not great. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, maybe they. Uh get some extra stuff in the stocking and, and figure out, have a couple days to reflect. They're not playing until the 27th. And have, they have Friday. They, they, they've been in every single one of these games that they've lost in the Bougain era. They've been in it, mm -hmm. right? But the power play has been a continued to be trash. Right. And looked the most horrific it's ever looked. They had a power play at the end of the game last night and they couldn't do anything. Yep. So <laughs> I'm trying to get their 
their rank as a power play team. I don't know what it is, but I'm scared to know what it is. But yeah, it's uh it's it's a it's not looking so good, right? So oh man. I don't know. I you know, the thing is the the thing I think we all can agree on is there isn't there's no Calgar, uh cavalry that's coming here, right? So there it's not No. Dude. Uh, Doug Wilson is not going to go and get an Evander Kane at the deadline. There is no there's none of that that's going to happen. The power play percentage is under 15%. It's that is god awful. It's just it's not looking good. They're going to have to dig within themselves and figure out what they can do differently because this isn't going to be one of those things where they can find a spark external to the team. They have to find the spark internally. And the thing, you know, listening to you know the the hype on how this might be the best Barracuda team that they've ever had, <laughs> they are also In last they place. are the worst team in the AHL (laughs) second worst sorry sorry second worst they're the worst team in the western conference dude I mean like they're 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 real bad (laughs) (laughs) okay dude Christmas cheer so when you look Tucson Roadrunners have 46 points are in first place in the Pacific the Barracuda are in seventh with 22 points (laughs) 22 points I mean it's bad Arizona's doing good they got the Roadrunners and they're in first place it's pretty good I mean uh, let's talk about that trade dude so yeah um, Taylor Hall yeah your initial thoughts when you heard that that was where Taylor Hall was headed um it made sense. Certainly Colorado also makes made sense. Those are two teams I didn't really want to see him go. And especially since the first game he was going to play for Arizona was going to be against the Sharks. I think I texted you and said, I would bet all the money I have that Arizona's going to win that game. <laughs> um, and they did, although it was a little close there. Um, like you said, I they didn't give up everything, but they gave up quite a lot. Um, but keep in mind, Taylor Hall is not signed after this season. So this, you know, Arizona is risking the fact that they may lose Taylor Hall, which is possible. Arizona traditionally not been a team that has landed large free agents in the marketplace. Can you remember a big name free agent that signed with Arizona? I can't. No, they've been able to retain some of the players that they traded for, like Jalmerson. Yeah. Uh, They've kept Ackerman Larson. He had a chance to leave. He didn't. Um, But no, do I think Taylor Hall is going to stay in the desert? No. Uh, I don't think so. You know, it doesn't seem I haven't heard anybody, uh, you know, any of the experts, quote unquote, you know, uh, uh, predict that he will stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like he wants to have quite the, payday. you know, courting uh, and, you know, yeah, I don't think the payday is going to be the issue. And again, it's going to be about uh, success, right? I mean, if Arizona goes on a cup run, then maybe he will stay. You know what I mean? Like if he looks at that is a situation where maybe he could potentially be successful, but you got to imagine that he's going to want to at least hear what other teams have to say for Arizona. I I think good for them. I mean that they don't usually find themselves in this position and they probably looked around the landscape of the Pacific and went, this is entirely doable, right? Like we could win this division. No problem. And a lot of it has to do with the sharks being not good. Like the sharks have been Kings of the Pacific for so long. You know, that yep. this dominant force that has made the playoffs for, I don't know, however many years out of however many years, right? 
and they are not in the picture this year. So you know that there's a playoff spot available for somebody, right? Yep. And it's very possible that Arizona could find themselves having home ice for a round. So why not go for it in their way? In their case, you know, uh, you can only hold on to future assets for so long. Like you need to go for it at some point. So there you have it. Yeah, I just, you know, I you wonder, right? I mean, this is a team that clearly if they do great and it looks like this is a team that's positioned to win a cup, you could see Taylor Hall stay. Even under those conditions, I'm not sure. Certainly Arizona does not have a great reputation as being a hockey market. I know they've had trouble selling out games. They're sort of, their arena is kind of misplaced in the in the uh, geography of the Phoenix area. Um, you heard people talk about that sometimes, you know, the stadium's half full when when the team isn't very good and you know this is i don't think that arizona is a hockey mad market and taylor hall is a premier nhl player maybe he doesn't want to spend the next seven years in this sort of obscurity because that's where he that's what honestly is what's going to happen unless he starts winning the the mvp every year uh which i don't see happening you know this is going to be a situation that is is risky for him i think yeah, it depends on what he wants to do. You know, if I'm sure they can give him the money. You know, if he wants to be king of a major hockey market, then he's going to have to go looking somewhere else. And I don't even know what that opportunity might be for him. I'm not sure. Like, we'd have to look at the future salary cap room. But It made me laugh that the Oilers might have been in on it again because that would be so funny. Like, they have to give up, like, two sets of players. <laughs> they like they lose getting them out of town and then they lose getting them what back they just into trade town? Adam Larson back to the Devils. Gonna they would never take over. it. The, the Devils would be like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that would have been that would have been a fun story actually. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I I don't I have no love for the Edmonton Oilers, so I would say <laughs> I'd rather see him in Arizona, mostly because, dude, I have Arizona in the Vegas draft, dude. <laughs> great, uh, great, dude. What, what? Another team, uh, let's see, that I believe that you picked first. Let's talk about Tampa Bay for a second here, yeah. dude. I mean, Tampa Bay, still are they just uh, a fart away from a coaching change themselves? Could we see Pete DeBoer take over the Tampa Bay Lightning? I don't think it's that far-fetched. I don't think it's out of the question. I mean, this is a team that's only got 38 points. It's as loaded as they are and as good as they were last year, I think, uh, yeah, I could easily see the GM just saying, this is this is stupid. How is this team this bad? Because this isn't this GM's coach, right? And Cooper is the longest tenured coach in the NHL. No kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, it, you got to think that, and they're, you know, they're, they're not playing terribly, but they're not playing... They're not they're not winning in games. Yeah. You know? So how much longer are they gonna tolerate this mediocrity and let the gap I mean the grow? Sa- the sabers I mean, are ahead of them for for God's sake. But I mean, the you know, the Boston is so far ahead yep. of Tampa at this point, the one seed is out of reach. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, they're only four points behind Toronto. But you and Montreal Buffalo, you figure that they're not gonna be able to hold serve here, right? But Florida it's pretty good Florida's pretty good so you're in a spot and you look at the metro and you go uh-oh the metro probably has the two wildcard teams right in pittsburgh philly carolina islanders some combination of that yep you can't you're not gonna you can't say you're gonna be a wildcard team because the metro is gonna have those two right 
So and, and it's not like you want to be a wild card team because then you're playing the Bruins or the Caps. That's a terrible draw. You don't want to play the Caps in the first round? No, no. The Caps want, are the you want honest, to play. You want to play Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, Caps are Caps are maybe one of the more surprising teams to me oh. in this NHL season. I mean, we all knew they were good, but they were sort of under the radar, I think, in terms of an elite team. Yeah, and they are just killing it right now. So I mean, it's that it, it can be that cup hangover which you see which you know i mean last year they they didn't have a bad year nope but they couldn't cross the finish line and they got a little bit of an extra break and here they are again you yeah. know so uh, it's lining up to be uh you know some pretty good fireworks with some of these upper end teams here um st louis uh capitals boston uh, all looking very dangerous. And Colorado, I think, you know, no one should be sleeping on Colorado. I mean, they they survived a long stretch without some of their best players. Mm-hmm. And now they're finally getting healthy again. And you know they'll add yep. at the deadline. Yep. So um, I think Colorado could be, you know, one of the, uh, you know, most dangerous teams. And we saw what they were like. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, in the playoffs. Very close bullet to dodge for the Sharks. And now that they have Jonas Donskoy, bam, <laughs> rocket ship. Dude. Dude, I'm trying to inject a little levity here because there's not much to be smiling about when it comes to the Sharks. Maybe we should just wish everyone a happy holidays and uh, slide into this week off. I think hopefully most people have here. Yeah, dude. Uh, we will not be recording probably for about two weeks because I'll be traveling to the deep south, dude. I know you will also be doing some traveling. Right. You know, so we might be able to do a Skype thing, dude, if you can get away. Uh, I might, I'll be back in town on the 30th. So okay. we might be able to do before a pre-New Year nice. podcast. Nice, a Southern uh, podcast, dude. Could do Southern podcast. All right, well, too. unfortunately, there is no more uh, Mississippi River Kings to discuss. But isn't there a mud, Shreveport mud bug? <laughs> yeah, dude? that's a little far away for, is that right? for me to, to go catch some, uh, some bus hockey. But, <laughs> <laughs> but sure, dude, we can talk about uh, how, uh, how the Sharks... I think the Sharks will have played one game by then, dude. Is yeah, that, only is that the true? They play the Kings on Friday. Oh, the Kings, and they'll play two games. Well, so yeah, that's something to talk about. Well, I mean, can... th- these are this is the last two games of a homestand here, dude. I mean, they need to. They, they it's not. This is maybe the dumbest analysis so far. They need to get some points. <laughs> they need to play sixty minutes. <laughs> they need to play sixty minutes of hockey. Yeah, yeah I mean they. They got to do something. I mean, you know, again, Maybe they, they, didn't get, they didn't get blown out of any of these games. Yeah. They were in all of these games. They played, you know, three division, you know, or, or top teams back to back to back. They lost all three games. They were in all three games. So now they just got to start winning some. Yeah. And, uh, Kings have been playing better, dude. That is no gimme game on Friday. And uh, it's always contentious when you play the Kings. And then to play Philly uh, the next night when I suspect Philly will have been sitting here on Friday night with a rest advantage. That's not a good scheduling position to be in. But, uh, you know, and and you just got to, you can just smell that we're probably going to see Martin Jones uh, against Philly. Yeah. Which is uh, doesn't make me super excited, but uh, you know, 
at some point, uh, doesn't Homeboy have to get a little bit better? Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> dude, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you, dude. Wish all the listeners a Merry Christmas. I hope uh, this holiday season is treating you well. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. Um, you can email us or poke us on uh, Facebook on Twitter or, or one of those <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. If you uh, want us to talk about anything specific, but uh, it's, it's uh, a little bit of a dark time. I was hesitant to say winter is coming, but we might, we might see that a little bit later in the year. It's a little bit too early to say that now, but yeah. we're still trying to hold a good thought. There's still some opportunity for the sharks to seize, uh, you know, get yeah. in the driver's seat and actually try and sure. cr- create some destiny for this team. I'm try running and- out of silver lining, though. I uh, need yeah. Santa to try and give us some silver lining. We need, here. yeah, we're out of silver lining. It's time for sunshine here, or else the sharks are in their dark days could be it. Merry Christmas, yeah! everyone! Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.